0: This is the DMVR Buffs Podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz. I am your host. We are, as always, presented by the American Raptors, who are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team, and they have athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports. The best thing about hitting up an American Raptors game is they are free in any form or fashion. If you want to go in person, head on over to AmericanRaptors.com and get your free ticket for this season, or go ahead and stream the game on their site. Again, there's AmericanRaptors.com. If rugby is your thing, shout out to the DMVR Rugby Podcast and Colton Strickler. Hit that subscribe button for all things rugby in Colorado. Today, we are going to recap a pretty action-packed filled weekend of football in the Pac-12. Uh, we'll talk a little bit off, about the buffs off the top, uh, but we're going to focus a lot on the Pac-12 today, a lot changing in the landscape of this conference, just in terms of the actual on-field play in the moment. First off, though, we are going to start by talking about what Carl Durrell had to say in his weekly presser. Um, Well, I actually have a more uh, detailed article up on the site, kind of going into what he said. I don't want to spend too much time on it on the podcast just because, well, he didn't really say too much that uh, was either unexpected or groundbreaking. Um, But you can decide for yourself. Check out the article that will go up on the site within the next 24 hours. Um, But... Colorado broke some news on Sunday. We got a statement from Colorado Athletic Director Rick George. Um, if you didn't read it, it is on the Twitter page, at CU Buffs and at CU Buffs At DMVR, we actually got a heads up that we were going to get this announcement or some sort of announcement from the football team. Uh, we all expected it to be something else. I'll let you use your imagination and figure out what that something else is. Uh, but instead, we got this release from Rick George. Uh, pretty. I, I don't even really know what to say about it, honestly. Uh, an interesting decision, nonetheless, to make the decision to release this and to say what he said. Um, not really saying much, honestly. A uh, little bit from it, Rick George says, uh, talking to the fans, I want you to know that I hear you. I recognize and understand your disappointment and frustration and perhaps even anger. We have not come close to meeting our expectations this season. We owe that And we own that. I know that Coach Durrell, our coaching staff and support staff, and our student-athletes are working hard to get us on track. And with conference play starting this Saturday, we hope we all will enjoy a home victory over UCLA. That was the extent of the announcement. Um, Sort of tone-deaf, if you ask me. I mean, the situation right now is what it is. There's a lot of angry people. We already talked about that after the game. So uh, I think this just shows... This contributes to the pattern that we've seen, uh, sort of from some of the higher-ups in the Colorado Athletic Department. Uh, We did actually get a coach fired in the Pac-12 today, and we will talk about that off the top in our Pac-12 recap. But first, I want to talk about game time. GameTime is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, court site, behind home plate? It's possible with the GameTime app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Buffs tickets. If you love DMVR, then you'll love GameTime. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the GameTime app and score the best seats to all your favorite events today. Back to recapping the Pac-12. The Arizona Sun Devils did decide that it was time to fire Herm Edwards. A decision coming after the Sun Devils lost to Eastern Michigan. Uh, Eastern Michigan goes into Tempe and beats up the Sun Devils in their own stadium. Eastern Michigan ran for 305 yards on the ground against the Sun Devils, uh, particularly 258 yards and 36 carries from Samson Evans. He also had a touchdown. He was just absolutely gashing the Sun Devils and basically won this game for Eastern Michigan by icing out the game in the end and just picking up first down after first down. Uh, They really couldn't stop him. Arizona State... Um, I mean, there's just not much to really say. Um, it was close for a little bit, but it was never really in reach for them uh, in terms of winning this football game. Emory Jones played okay. Xavier uh, Valade played pretty well. 16 carries, 127 yards, and a touchdown. But other than that, just pretty uneventful from the Sun Devils. Eastern Michigan just really, you know, punched them in the mouth up front uh, and kind of took whatever they wanted at will from the Sun Devils. They did not get a sack on defense. In fact, the Sun Devils were able to generate two sacks and four tackles for losses. uh, So they were able to bring some pressure on Eastern Michigan. They actually ended up knocking out their starter, Taylor Powell. Uh, They went to the backup in this game. Eastern Michigan did Austin Smith, uh, but it didn't matter. All you needed to do was hand the ball off to Samson Evans, and he was going to take care of everything for the Eagles. After the game... It was seen that Herm Edwards met with uh, the athletic director and the president of the university. It's a really interesting Twitter video if you haven't seen it yet. A lot of people speculating that's when he got fired. I don't think that's entirely accurate. I'm sure that's when Herm was notified of the at least the conversation in which he was fired. Uh, I'd be pretty shocked if he was actually fired on the field, though. That's pretty harsh. Um, but we all saw this coming. Uh, Herm Edwards, honestly, just pretty washed has no business coaching being a head coach of anything in the nfl or college football level at this point Um, he's kind of been there done that and we saw towards the end of his nfl tenure that he was somewhat over his head so a shocking hire ends in a not so shocking fire for the sun devils they did name their running backs coach sean aguano interim head coach we'll see if he is able to generate some momentum for this football team Uh, It's a team that hasn't really seen much success so far. They had a big win in week one over FCS Northern Arizona, uh, but really didn't put up any resistance against Oklahoma State last week and put up probably even less of a fight this week against Eastern Washington. They have a brutal stretch coming up. They get Utah this week, USC next week, and then Washington the week after. Uh, So the Sun Devils could be in rough shape heading into that Colorado game at the end of October. Uh, Both programs in pretty rough shape at the moment, though. So we'll see who comes out of that one. Moving on, we'll move on to next week's opponent. That is the UCLA Bruins uh, in a game fighting tooth and nail with the South Alabama Jaguars. Shout out to South Alabama. They really challenged UCLA and gave them all they could handle. Uh, They ran for 162 yards on the ground. The quarterback, uh, Bradley, first name Carter. Passed for 237 yards, went 26 of 36, had one touchdown and an interception. Uh, UCLA just, I mean, DTR played decently, 20 of 30, 263, three touchdowns. Uh, Charbonnet, their beast of a running back for UCLA, played decently. But the team just uh, not firing on all cylinders. Two lost fumbles. DTR didn't turn anything over. But just sloppy play overall by the Bruins. And they really needed... Uh, A last-minute drive to close out this game and kick a game-winning field goal to beat South Alabama. Uh, We'll get into the UCLA preview towards the end of the week, as I'm sure you already know at this point. But UCLA, this is a vulnerable team. Uh, We talked about it last week with Minnesota. I thought that was a vulnerable team. Uh, Colorado really put up no resistance. Um, It's tough to say exactly how this next game will play out for the Buffs. Um, but UCLA is a vulnerable football team. If they manage to find any rhythm or momentum on offense, they could give the Bruins some problems. And if the defense comes to play uh, and create some turnovers and capitalize on some of the sloppy play we've seen from the Bruins so far, there's no reason to expect that Colorado should not be able to give the Bruins a fight uh, this weekend. The line, I think what I saw was 21 uh, yeah, it's 21. The Buffs are going to be underdogs to UCLA. Uh, looks like at least three touchdowns. I'd be surprised to see the line move the other way, honestly. Uh, but it looks like another tough week coming up for the Buffs. Moving on, let's go to the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, we've talked a lot, quite a bit about this team, actually, with Jaden DeLora and Jacob Cowing at wide receiver. Uh, two transfers that have come in and immediately made an impact for the Wildcats. They took on the North Dakota Dakota State uh, Bison, a very good football team, a tough football team, a team that ran for 283 yards on the Wildcats, led by running back Hunter Lepke. uh, Almost similar to how uh, Eastern Michigan was carried uh, by their running back, North Dakota State was led by Lepke, 18 carries, 115 yards, two touchdowns. Um, North North Dakota State's quarterback, Cam Miller, only throwing 10 completions on 12 attempts. Uh, This was very much the traditional North Dakota State grounded pound attack. Arizona State, I mean, I got to, or Arizona, I'm sorry. I got to give them credit, though. This is a much improved football team, and it's mostly because of Jaden DeLora. He's exciting to watch. He's able to make plays on his own, extend plays, um, just really get himself out of, or into, actually, some advantageous, disadvantageous positions, I guess, depending on the play. But he's an exciting football player and gives uh, Arizona a lot more appeal than they had in previous years. Uh, Jacob Cowing and Delore connecting on their final drive to go up 31 to 28. That would be the final. Cowing only five receptions, 55 yards, but he had that game-winning touchdown. Defensively, I mean, Arizona State or Arizona, sorry, can be run on Uh, We'll see what happens when Colorado comes up on the schedule. I mean, we've talked a lot lot about this October stretch after this weekend uh, for the Buffs against UCLA. I mean, this is going to be the chance to gather up any wins that you possibly can. Arizona being one of those teams, but they are looking much, much improved this season. Next one, let's go to... Notre Dame and Cal. Notre Dame, man. Um, This team just not nearly as good as they have been in previous years. Of course, last week they lost their quarterback, so Drew Pine leading the fighting Irish under center, uh, going up against Jack Plummer on the Golden Bears. This was a a bad football game. Um, There wasn't really much excitement. It was two teams that they, I don't even really know if they have an identity. They're uh, they're just trying to find some momentum on both sides of the ball uh, for Cal and Notre Dame. Notre Dame, it was close. It was close uh, almost all game. They pulled away in the fourth quarter, scoring 10 points uh, to win the game 24-17. to But Cal, again, this is a vulnerable football team. This is someone that Colorado should be able to uh, give some issues and handle, at least in some regard. Uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition later on in this October. Moving on, um, this one of interest to many Buffs fans, I'm sure. Michigan State travels into Seattle to face the Washington Huskies. The 11th-ranked Spartans would end up falling 39-28. to The Huskies led by Michael Penix Jr., an amazing performance by the former Indiana Hoosier comes in and has made an immediate impact for this football team. It's been very impressive. He connected uh, with Polk. Um, sorry, I don't have the first name. Jalen Polk for five, six receptions, 153 yards, and three touchdowns in the game. Michael Penix Jr. was just making amazing throws all over the place. And Peyton Thorne on the other side for Michigan State actually played really well himself. He went 30 of 42, 323 yards. Three touchdowns and an interception. Um, it was just too little, too late by the Spartans. They did have a bit of a rally in the fourth quarter, uh, but it wasn't close for the majority of that. At one point, the score was thirty-six to fourteen. The Huskies very much in cro- control of this game from the get-go. Uh, a bit surprising to me. I thought Michigan State would be able to go in there and at least hang with the uh, Washington State in terms of physicality, but. The running game just is not there for Michigan State anywhere close to as it was last year. As a team, they only got 42 yards on the ground on 29 carries. Um, just not not at all what we were used to seeing from the Spartans to this point. Um, a totally, completely different attack with Peyton Thorne attacking through the air and Keon Coleman, Michigan State wide receiver, going for nine receptions, 116 yards and two touchdowns. Um, It was kind of funny. Mel Tucker kind of called himself out after the game. Um, uh, We don't really need to talk too much about Mel Tucker. Uh, But he basically said, called himself a horseshit football coach, which I thought was interesting. You don't really hear coaches talking about themselves in that regard. Um, And it was in uh, context, to give you some context here, he was asked about Michigan State's secondary struggles. And as I mentioned, Penix and the Huskies just completely demolished the Spartans on the back end. Tucker responded, hell yeah, I take it personally. I'm a horse shit football coach right now. Interesting, interesting there when uh, the former Buffs coach is calling himself horseshit, um, even though he's on, on a team that was ranked 11th in the country. Moving on, though. USC and Fresno State. This was a fun matchup up until the point that Jake Hayner got hurt on a sack fumble. Uh they're saying it's a high ankle sprain. He was carted off, and kind of, he didn't re-enter the game. But he was on the on the sidelines uh, with crutches and in street clothes. He was obviously going to be missing a decent amount of time. But USC again, man, this team is super super good. They're explosive too. Caleb Williams just on it again. A couple times running the football made some bad reads, but other than that, when throwing the football, twenty five to thirty seven, two hundred eighty four yards passing, two touchdowns. He found Mario Williams for six receptions and 77 yards. Jordan Addison for six receptions, 69 yards and a touchdown. Brendan Rice had four receptions for 18 yards against Fresno State. Fresno State, I mean, they just they couldn't really hang on to, to any type of uh, competition here with USC. This, I think the number in this game was 11. Um, it was fairly close early on, but USC jumped out to a 14-0 lead in the first quarter. Fresno State managed to counter with 10 points In the first half, or in the second quarter, I should say, uh, but ultimately it wasn't enough. They weren't able to keep the firepower going, especially once Hainer was out. This USC football team, they can get it done through the air, but also on the ground, man. Travis Dye looks really good for them. 11 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown. And also, don't forget Austin Jones. Uh, we talked about him a bit last week. He's the former Stanford Cardinal. He came in and also out-touched Travis Dye with 12 carries, out him with 110 yards, and he had a touchdown of himself also. This is going to be a very potent team. Uh, when the Buffs have the chance to play them on the Friday night in, uh, I think, February, uh, this one could really get ugly. This is uh, an explosive team that I think has playoff aspirations. In the USC Trojans, And we saved pretty much, I guess, the headlining game for the Pac-12 this weekend for last. That would be BYU versus Oregon. Uh, Oregon welcomed in the Cougars to Autzen Stadium, and it was not even close, really. I I talked about this on the Draft Pod. I think this was just a prime spot for Oregon. Uh, For those of you that are interested in betting, I loved Oregon minus 3.5 this weekend. They win this game 41-20, led by Bo Nix, who had five touchdowns. And you know what? Credit where credit is due. I've been harsh on Bo Nix. I don't really uh, care for him as a pro prospect. I made that quite clear in the draft pod. Um, But when he plays at home and he's kind of able to really get it rolling in the run game and pass game, he can be a pretty good college quarterback. He only threw the ball 18 times, completing 13 of those throws. 222 yards, two touchdowns. He really did have some nice throws, really showing off his arm strength throughout the game. As a runner, nine carries, 35 yards, three touchdowns. There, um, Oregon just ran it all over BYU. As a team, they had 44 carries, 212 yards, and Bo Nix's three touchdowns. They also had Bo Nix going off. It was a very balanced attack um, for Oregon. Bo Nix went played really well through the air and ground. Um, it's kind of making me look a bit like a fool, but I'm, I mean, we'll see how it comes and goes this season for Bo Nix. Traveling to Washington State next weekend, I mean, we'll see. Bo Nix is a very different quarterback, home and away. We'll see how much he's able to really get done against the Cougars. A team that um, we've talked about um, over the weeks with some impressive wins. They beat Colorado State 38-7. Maybe this team is better than we th- thought it was, actually. Um, but 3-0 and in the Pac-12 Um, They beat Wisconsin a couple weeks ago. We talked about that. This will be an interesting game, though, between Oregon and Washington State this weekend. Some tough tests coming up for Bo Nix. We'll see just how good he actually is, but he passed his second test of the season against BYU. Other games around the Pac-12, we still have some FCS teams and matchups going on. Oregon State played Montana State. Uh, Shout out to Hank on that one Uh, from being from montana uh, oregon state however put it to the montana state bobcats 68 to 28 i'm telling you guys this oregon state offense is vastly improved from what we saw last year and for those that were kind of thinking maybe the buffs could take it to them again this time they're coming to folsom they could probably beat the beavers for a second year in a row it's going to be a very tough task i've seen this offense a few times throughout the year now didn't watch much last week against montana state But against Boise State and Fresno State, very impressive. This is also another improved team in the middle of the Pac-12. Moving on to Washington State, already mentioned 38-7 over Colorado State. This one was over pretty early. The Cougars leading at halftime, 28-0. Also, there was Utah. Uh, They played San Diego State at home in Salt Lake City. That was an easy one for the Utes, 35-7. And then, of course, Colorado and Minnesota. We don't have to get into that one, though, guys. Uh, Before we wrap up the show, though, I want to shout out our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL's opening week was action-packed, and it's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. What did you guys think of week two, by the way? It was a pretty interesting week, Uh, a lot of comebacks. I'm actually watching the Titans and Bills game right now. Pretty weird that we have a doubleheader on a Monday night in week two. But regardless, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and this week new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. If you want more action, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Bet on any NFL team to win. If that team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if they end up losing. Would have been very helpful if you had the Raiders um, and any of the other teams that lost into a comeback. Baltimore would be another one. Uh, If you had them, took them money line even, and they got it by 10, you would have still gotten paid even though they lost. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet in any football game. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility, eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And also, I want to shout out our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. If you haven't heard already, Breckenridge Brewery has a birthday coming up—32 years young. To celebrate, Breck Brew is throwing a weekend-long Hootenanny, kick off the fall with live music, food, beer, and games. October 8th and 9th at their Littleton location. You can go check out acts like Spin Doctors and Railroad Earth. Stay tuned to everything DMVR for Hootenanny giveaways leading up to the October 8th. Hoot Nanny. check out the link in the description or breckbrew.com for more details on tickets and artist lineup that's pretty much going to do it for the show today Um, just a couple things i wanted to talk about before we got out of here shout out to everyone who stopped by Uh, if you hung out in the comment section with us for the watch along uh, that rk and i did during the buffs game it was a very rough watch but thank you guys so much for tuning in Um, Your commentary was very much appreciated. It was fun hanging out with you guys. And it made a bad football game actually really fun and really cool. So shout out to everyone there. We will definitely keep you posted if we do any more of those watch alongs in the near future. Uh, Of course, this weekend we are at home. We got the Bruins coming in. So I will be at Folsom Field for the game. I do not know if we will do some sort of watch-along, if RK will or not, um, to be seen. I will let keep you guys posted on that. I'm sure we'll have a show on Wednesday with RK or Hank too. Uh, Hank, of course, was at the game in Minnesota, so would love to get his perspective at some point. Uh, he was a true road buff this weekend, so shout out to him as well. And just shout out to the listeners. You guys are awesome. To everyone that's reached out to me over the last... Uh, couple days or weeks or so uh, thank you Uh, i really enjoyed talking to you guys and despite the season so far i'm still having a lot of fun i hope that these shows have become a source of uh, entertainment and joy um, and a way to positively think about the buffs we'll try our best moving forward to keep it that way and of course as i mentioned we have basketball season coming up uh, so there's definitely tons of more content to come out Keep an eye on the site. Uh, there will be more from Carl Durrell's press conference today, as I mentioned, and I'm hoping I can get some of the younger players at practice tomorrow, and we will hear from them eventually as well. Keep out an eye on that article. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify if you can. Follow me on Twitter at JakeDMVR. Follow the beat at DNVR underscore Buffs, and we will talk to you very, very soon. Scobuffs. Buffs.